Hello everyone, my name is Lou and welcome to my podcast, Anatomy Follows Physiology. Um, We just finished up covering um, some of the uh, cranium or cranial bones um, within the axial skeleton. We're going to pick up where we left off. We sort of just went over the vomer and the inferior nasal concha, distinguishing it from the ethmoid bones uh, features such as the um, superior and middle nasal concha. Um, so next we're going to go through the lacrimal bone and it's just important to know that it's the only feature that we really need to know is the lacrimal foramen and it's the little hole that's within the lacrimal bone um, sort of next to your nasal bone that allows for your tear duct to pass through and so you can cry while you're studying all of this. Um, next up is your maxillary um, or your maxilla. You have two maxilla. Um, these are um, kind of below your zygomatic bone. Um, and the first um, feature of it is called the alveolar process. That's sort of like the little structure that's kind of around all of your teeth. Um, and that's kind of called the alveolar process. Again, please see images for visual reference of all the things that I discuss in this podcast for this unit. This is a very visual unit and I in every podcast, I will encourage all of you listeners to please follow along with visual di- uh, diagrams that are labeled uh, for best reference. Um, the next um, um, feature of the maxilla is the infraorbital foramen. Um, I think I did cover that. Um, it's sort of the hole that's within the maxilla and it's below your eye socket. So it's that hole that's right there. Um, Next is the palatine process of the maxilla. It's the strong bony blade that arises perpendicularly from the nasal surface of the maxilla near its ventral border. So to kind of explain what that means, if you see an image, it will make sense. It's kind of the bone that makes up the roof of your mouth and that's called, like, hence the palate. Um, palatine process of the maxilla. So it's the roof of your mouth, you can feel it. Um, And then if you see um, in the image, um, you'll notice that um, the palatine bone is actually underneath the palatine process of the maxilla. The next feature of the maxilla is the median uh, palatine suture. Uh, The median palatine suture is kind of the line in between the palatine process of the maxilla. It just divides the roof of your mouth in half from right to left. Um, And then lastly for the maxilla, we have the maxillary sinus. Again, please review the maxillary sinus along with the paranasal sinuses. Please see a diagram for reference. Um, As I did already cover that. Next bone we have is the palatine bone. There's two It's divided by the median palatine suture all throughout the roof of your mouth um, because you have the palatine bone, um, which is all the way in the back of the roof of your mouth. And then you have the main part of the roof of your mouth, which is the palatine process of the maxilla. Um, So what divides that laterally is the median palatine suture. And then there's a line that's sort of horizontally drawn, and that's called the transverse palatine suture of the palatine bone. So if you look at the mouth, the roof of the mouth from an upside down view, um, anterior to posterior, you'll see the 
the palatine process of the maxilla. The little bone in the back of your, you know, roof of your mouth is the palatine bone. Um, then the line that kind of goes and separates all of this in between is the median palatine suture. And then the line that kind of forms across and separates it horizontally all the way in the back is the transverse palatine suture. The horizontal plate is sort of on the right and left, uh, is the right and left portions of the palatine bone that is split between the uh, trans, the, that is split between the median palatine suture. Next up, we have the mandible or the jawbone. The first feature is the body, which is the bulk of the mandible. Um, next up, we have the mandible angle, which is located at the posterior border at the junction of the lower border of the ramus of the mandible. So it's sort of like the edge of the um, mandible. Like if you, you could actually feel it. If you kind of put your finger um, on your neck at the bottom of your jaw, like you'll feel the angle or the part where it kind of forms an L shape. Um, and that little part, you know, pointy part of your mandible, that's called the mandible angle. Fun fact about the mandible, it's actually the largest bone in the human skull. Next up, we're going to cover the ramus of the mandible, which is sort of the, it's most of the body, but it's sort of the more part that kind of juts out and con tries to connect with the, um, the, uh, the, the temporal bone. Um, please see an image for reference. It's preferable you see one that's highlighted as this does cover a major surface of the mandible. One way I remember Ramus is if anybody here is a Harry Potter fan, you'll know Ramus from Harry Potter and he turns into a werewolf. So this portion of his jaw would definitely uh, become elongated. And so that's how I remember this portion of the jaw um, is Ramus from Harry Potter and that he's a werewolf. Next up, we have the mandibular condyle, which I think I might have mentioned this already, but it's the um, the edge, uh, the upper edge of the mandible that connects within the mandibular fossa, and that's sort of where the um, mandible connects to the temporal bone. Um, and the mandibular, not just sort of like this U-shaped um, div, like divot or or notch, really. <laughs> Um, it, between the coronoid process of the mandible, the mandible and the condyler uh, process or the mandibular condyle. So it's sort of like you, you would be able to put your finger in it and hold it and you, it would hug your finger. And that's called the mandibular notch. The pointy part that sticks out is called the coronoid process. So um, it's part of the mandibular notch, the part that connects to the um, and the temporal bone um, and the mandibular fossa is the um, con the mandibular condyle, and then if you you know travel through that notch and you get to the pointy part, that'll be the coronoid process of the mandible. Next feature of the mandible is the mandibular foramen, and it's sort of um, a hole within the uh, mandible. It's interior, and uh, it's just like right below the mandibular notch, and that's the hole the mandibular foramen. Next feature of the mandible is the alveolar process. That's the um, part of your, you know, mandible where your teeth fit into. So it's kind of like if you were to picture somebody with really bad plaque, that would be highlighting the alveolar process. 
And last but not least is the mental foramen, or the hole um, that's on the outside of the mandible that we talked about. Um, we did already cover the major sutures of the skull, the coronal suture, sagittal, lamboidal, and squamal sutures. Um, we did cover the paranasal sinuses, such as the frontal, maxillary, sphenoid, and ethmoid sinuses. Last but not least, we're going to end with the fontanelles of the fetal skull. Um, this is actually very simple. The fetal skull is not fully developed, and it has these sort of depressions within the skull that almost act like openings um, and um, are not fully formed because it's a fetus. Um, and they are the frontal fontanelle or anterior fontanelle, the occipital or posterior fontanelle, the sphenoid fontanelle, and the mastoid fontanelle. And these are the main fontanelles of the fetal skull. They're sort of located around the areas in which they are around. So the one that's sort of located more frontal is the frontal fontanelle. The one in the back is the occipital. Um, and the two on the side, more towards lateral of the skull, is the sphenoid, which is more anterior, and the mastoid, which is posterior to the sphenoid. So hopefully that should help. Please see a diagram. We did cover the ear ossicles, the malleus, the incus, and the stapus. Keep in mind you have two of each because you have two ears. So you have a total of six ear ossicles. And last but not least, you have the one hyoid bone. And I love this bone because it's the most simple bone in the body. Um, and it's kind of like in your neck. Um, please see an image for reference. And there's only three main features of this bone, which is why I love it. It's so simple. You have the body, the greater horn, and the lesser horn. The greater horn is sort of on the edge. The lesser horn is the smaller one. And that makes up the um, bones of the skull. So next we have the, um, in the next podcast, we'll be covering the vertebral column including the rib cage, and that will sum up the axial skeleton. Thank you so much for listening.